I have uh, one of my, I remember my dad, it was the first time I, I, my first recollection of him crying as a little kid, and uh, he was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, it kind of freaked me out. I had never seen him cry before. And, and I said to my mom, what's, what's up with dad? She goes, well, uh, one of his best friends uh, just, uh, just died suddenly, and he's very sad, so he's crying. And I, I recollect that and remember that one of the reasons why it freaked me out so much is because my dad always seemed like he was so much in control. And to see him not in control, always seemed like he had everything together, and to see him now with everything together made me a little nervous. That's how things go. And whereas, you know, we're, we're so used to being in control, having everything together, that when things don't go our way the way we want them to, we, uh, we don't quite know what to do. We're a little off. And you know, this being Father's Day, I'll just talk. I'll be. I'll talk about dads for a second. And uh, you know, as, as men, you know, we like to take care of our families. We want everything to be okay. We don't want people worried about us. We want to take care of them. Sometimes uh, life's dicey and it's complicated and it's difficult and. You know, what, what's most important isn't that we are in control, because that's really not possible. It's that we respond effectively to the challenges that the Lord puts in front of us. Do that in a way that he wants us to do. And, you know, ultimately it's for men to be this all the time. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves his church. Well, this is what Jesus did for the church. So this is what you have to do for your families. This is what you have to do for your wives and your kids. This is what men do for their families. But we like to be in control. And, and that illusion of control can maybe make us idols of ourselves. We don't really need God. I can take care of it myself. And then when we do need God, we ask for what we want, and he doesn't give it to us. We wonder, God, why are you, why are you, why are you sleeping? Why aren't you paying attention to me? Well, God's not a, he's not a Pez dispenser. He's not a vending machine. He isn't here to do what we want. We're here to do what he wants in a way that he wants us to do it with great joy and love, effectiveness. And so you, you, you have this, you know, scene with Job. He's a good man, good father, good husband, and he loses everything. And yet he never curses God, but at the same time, he's, he's not really happy with God. And so God puts it to him and says, who do you think you are? Job. I mean, were you there when I put this whole thing together? Were you there when I made the earth and the heavens? And Were you there? Do you know what this is about? No, you don't. So knock it off. Quit pretending like you've got it all together. Quit pretending like this is all about you. Quit pretending like you're the one who's in charge of this thing. You're not. Truth be told, and the reason why God talks to him this way, is because he's trying to get Job to realize, if you were there, if you did understand, if you did know what this is all about, guess who, guess who you'd be? You'd be me. And if one thing life tells us, brothers and sisters, is that God is God and we're not. It's not about being in control. It's about being a good disciple. The world needs good men. It needs good fathers. We look at the, the mess of our culture and everything out in the world. And in, in, in large part, that's because men don't do their jobs. They make idols of themselves and say, it's, I'm going to do it my way. And meanwhile, the Lord is saying, if you would just do it my way and follow me, things would be a lot better. You get the man right, you get the family right, you get marriages right, you get the culture right, you get civilization right. 
if we just let Jesus be who he is. Indeed, you know, the scene with the disciples, it's dramatic. For the Jew, you have to understand what's going on here. They hated the water, you know, the, the depths. They had no control. The water was the primordial abyss, uh, the, 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 the depths, the darkness from which the monsters came and devoured. Huh? It was scary. And so Jesus says, get in the boat, let's go. And it's night. It's not like it's even the daytime. They can't see anything. They don't have any lights, no navigation. They're out, they're out there. And then the storm comes up, as they often do in the Sea of Galilee. Just blow up these horrific things out of nowhere. And Jesus is sleeping because he's God and he's in control. He's not worried. He's relaxed. He's at peace. He wants us to be relaxed and at peace. They're in the boat. He's in the boat. What are they worried about? You're in the boat, which is the church. He's in the boat. What are we worried about? Be yourselves. Be at peace. The Lord's in charge. Let him do his job. So much of, uh, of what we want for our families and for our kids in our relationships, what we want is for people to be happy. We want to take care of them. What's the best gift you can give? What's the best thing that God gave us? He gave us Jesus. What's the best gift you can give to your families? Jesus. Jesus is in the boat. You stay in the boat. Keep your family in the boat. And it's going to be okay. doesn't mean it's going to be easy. doesn't mean you're not going to suffer. This is what life is about. No man has greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. That's it. You do this, you get your marriage right, you get your family right, you get your kids right, you get your job right, you get everything right. Stay in the boat. We're so tempted to leave the boat because Jesus isn't listening to me. He doesn't hear me. So I'll just go and do it myself. He does hear you. And why does, he, why does he pretend? Or why is he sleeping on us? Because he's at peace. And he wants to have it. He wants us to have it. And he's also purifying our desire. He's purifying our motivations, our intentions, our behavior. He makes us wait because sometimes what we're asking for isn't what he wants to give us. He's, he, is, he is in charge. Be at peace. Settle down. Do your job. Stay in the boat. That's where Jesus is. You're going to be okay. So I freaked out when my dad was crying. But my dad knew. Jesus is in charge. One of my most recent memories of him crying was a long time ago uh, when my brother died suddenly at work. He was killed at work. And I was just a new priest. I came down from Rockford. I pull up at the house. The whole family's there. I walk in the living room. Everybody's crying. Everybody's crying. My dad's sitting on the couch, and he's crying. A handful of times in my life, I've seen him cry. He looks up, and he sees me. He looks at everybody else. And, and he says this. I'll never forget it. And I don't want you to forget it either. He said, without our faith, this would be impossible. Stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. Did you ever see Lord of the Rings? Gandalf said it better than I did. He said to uh, 
Peregrine Tuke. Not all tears are an evil. <laughs>